0: Hello beautiful light beam. I'm so happy that you stumbled upon this wee podcast. Soul-Led, Spirit-Driven is your guide, your companion on your spiritual journey. Together, let's explore past lives, life lessons, karmic cycles. Let's learn how to navigate through this earthly life. And together with my astral team, ECHO, I hope to make each episode as potent and as informative as I possibly can so that you can slowly unpack all that is human till you get to that beautiful center that is your soul so you can see yourself in your true magnificence okay let's begin Hello my friends, welcome back. This week we are going to delve right back into part 2 of the interview with Jo Najelski, International Psychic and Medium. Last week most of the episode was about how Jo found her gifts and how her upbringing has played a huge role in that resistance, but also how when you're meant to be doing this work it will pull you in it will find you so I hope that that has been really really inspiring for those of you who are on a similar path as Jo was a few few years ago in this episode we are going to talk more about how Jo does what she does how she connects with spirit how she works with horses because you may remember that she's a big equine enthusiast and nature lover and also has a likeness to the Celtic goddess Epona. I am so excited for you to hear more about the practices of Joe and how she communicates with loved ones in spirit. So here is joe Nagelski, international psychic medium part two which brings me to your skills and your amazing work joe um tell me your experience which way, how how do you experience them how do they come in you said you have boundaries let's talk about this let's go because i would really love to know how you are the medium between spirit world and physical
1: so i must admit i i've by doing this work, it has given me so much comfort because like you just said, I used to have so much fear about dying. I used to have like, I know there's something, but what if it is hell? Like, what if, what if I haven't been good enough? Like, where's the benchmark for knowing whether I've been good enough to go to heaven? Like, you know, who's got the scorecard and how do I? Well, apparently (laughs)
0: according to the church of God has, right? Yeah. that's You just don't know.
1: You just don't know where, where 50% is, (laughs) you know? (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, or how are you going to get to one area or the other? But having done this work now, I do not fear death at all. I used to, like I said, I used to, but now I just know that there's something more to it and I know um, that I have elected to come here to, to, to evolve or for my soul to evolve or to, to do some kind of task (laughs) if if, if you will um and if you know if that's cut short or whatever I just know that my soul is here for a purpose and I'm just here trying to figure it out and so doing my work so by trade I'm a by career I guess um I'm a forensic accountant so it's very muggle and very um yeah (laughs) and so bringing in this work I just oh the contrast is just so out of this world in terms of being so in my head doing accounting type work logic driven to doing what feels like healing bringing people comfort and By doing some of the work myself, so just by being a psychic medium doesn't mean that I just do it all the time and it's just always there, which it is, but I'm also doing the work myself. So I'm working on myself. I'm trying to evolve. I'm trying to get different information come through. I'm trying to um, get clearer on me, my soul, my soul's purpose, and connecting with myself. And through that, I guess every, there's no time wasted with spirit. Like there is no time wasted. So any kind of interaction or learning that I can do is not wasted. But keeping in mind that a lot of the learning and development comes from sitting with yourself and strengthening your own abilities on your own time. But this world (laughs) has taught us that we need to seek everything externally, all our validation and if we want to progress and all of that kind of thing, we have to go and look for it out of ourselves. Whereas this type of work forces us to go inward. Uh, And it's, for me, I would say it's probably the highest in terms of discipline, Like, you have to be so disciplined if you want to, you know, if you really want to go and just blow this world apart with your abilities, it takes a lot of discipline. Like, you can look at the monks and and people that practice their whole lives and meditate for hours in a day.
0: But, excuse me, Um, these monks don't have three children and one more on the (laughs) way. So (laughs) how does a busy... Mom of four babies, um, you know, a dog, possibly a big property with horses, which all need your love and care. Um, how do you how do you find a time to go? Then how does that um happen for you each
1: Well, that you're absolutely right. I don't have time. I don't have hours in a day to go meditate. I'm lucky to get five minutes to myself, but it's finding. Other ways to quieten down the world so look I've had instances where I've been you know felt like I've been hooked on my phone or um you know that I've been so caught up in oh just drama before which I think I've just learned to step away from what is no longer serving my highest purpose so um and one of the biggest things particularly with social media is just unfollowing accounts that just don't serve me, that don't light me up or inspire me or want me to be going out and doing the best I can in this life. Um, but in terms of time, it's kind of being present is just one of the one of the biggest things, being in the moment. Um, like if one of the kids asked me to come and colour with them, I go colour with them, <laughs> you know, as opposed to, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, um, because at the end of the day, I'm instilling that into them as well. So I've got to be really careful about towing the line between, yes, getting the washing done, but also making time to be present with them and, and um, helping them connect in with themselves. Um, I love gardening. Gardening is connecting with the earth. That's a big one for me. Uh and it's just I don't have horses or a property at the moment. It's on the cards. And I can get to a story about this shortly, um, <laughs> an experience I had last weekend. But um, that I, I know that horses will come back into my life in a physical form at some point. But I'm just waiting because I just know with three young children and one on the way, it's just not the right time.
0: <laughs> no, no, I can see. I mean, I understand that. I mean, I had three. We don't have horses. We've got one little chihuahua and it's pretty crazy as it is. And you're about <laughs> to welcome baby number four. So that is crazy. Yeah. Um. That is a no, good point over there.
1: Sorry. No, no, that's okay. Um, I was just going to say I do take time out when I can. So, I recently went to a, like a women's festival. It was a four-day festival, but I just went for a day. And that allowed me to really kind of sit in my power for the day and do sound healing. And I guess it's making a point of scheduling that kind of thing in um, in the area I live in. There's not a great deal that, um, around here. So I do facilitate women's circles when I, when I can. Um, and, you know, I love to participate in sound healings there's just not enough of them where I live at the moment Mm -hmm. Uh, but I guess it's scheduling those things in so if you don't have the discipline to make the time yourself schedule a time in to go do something like that so whether it's a women's circle or sound healing whatever whatever kind of speaks to you or allows you half an hour or an hour to just sit with yourself is powerful
0: yeah, and being present. I love that you um do that with your kids because God kids are amazing at really um how they can regenerate, recycle their energy. They could something happens, you know, they fall over and then five minutes later they're fine, they're up and running, right? And it's like yeah. um something bad happens and they bounce back you know, in that moment, it's just fantastic. I just find oh, it's, it's amazing. And um, and especially doing, well, gardening, I it's so funny because I, I know that people say it's relaxing. I've never found it relaxing. All I can think about is, oh, my God, what if I get a spider in my glove? What if, you know, there's some, <laughs> you know, what if I plant something and I'll kill it because it won't grow properly? So that's <laughs> But I love that that's one of your practices because as busy moms, busy people, um, we don't have to be these gurus or monks sitting and meditating or going into silent retreats, you know, for days. Sometimes just locking yourself in the bathroom for five minutes and just taking nice deep breaths, right, And, and reminding yourself to be present, grounding yourself can be so powerful. Obviously different for you because you're doing this work, uh, you're working with clients so you're not just connecting for yourself you're connecting for others um, and I know every medium works a little bit different but um, are you more visual are you more auditory how how does spirit talk to you
1: so I my strongest Claire I would say is clairsentient, sentient so feeling and sensing um the emotion and it's it's a feel like it's very much a feeling and I can in readings get quite um overwhelmed with emotion because it comes through so strong um and it's fascinating because it's I know that that emotion doesn't belong to me and I would say a very close second is just a knowingness just pieces of information get dropped in and sometimes um Yeah, it's more of a knowingness because then sometimes I'll see little bits and pieces and depending on the connection because I feel like those two come through real strong and they're the easiest for me to tap into. But if I get a really amazing connection with someone like they're really flowing through energy with me, then I can really, I can start getting real kind of like seeing things. It just depends on the energy exchange that I've got at the time. Mm. So um. It's incredibly humbling to be able to do it. And it's, it is so incredibly oh, – how do I explain it? I love that I get to reconnect people with their loved ones that they think they've lost permanently and show them that they are so close and that there is just so much love from the spirit world and it is just – It is so incredibly healing, and it doesn't make sense to me why this practice is suppressed in itself as well, or why it's got this terrible stigma uh, associated with it. Because it just it brings so much peace to people, so much peace and healing. Yeah, peace and healing, and what can be bad about that? And I saw someone post on Instagram uh, I think it was last week or the week before and they were saying all these horrible things that were said to them about their work so this person was is a psychic medium and he was sent all these horrible things about people about you know he needs to like repent or he's going to hell and all of these horrible things and When we connect in with spirit, spirit brings through these really beautiful messages and this really beautiful euphoric energy. Like that's what I feel. It feels euphoric and I've got no concept of time and space when I'm working. I'm very much vacant in my own body and my own mind, if I can say it that way. And if spirit was so evil and so horrible, why would it bring so much peace and healing to people? Like it makes that again, going back to what we we're saying before, it makes no sense that this is so suppressed. And so it just makes you question everything that you believe
0: in the world really. Yeah. Um. But then that would create more uh, wholesome, healed, confident people who know they have the wisdom within them or here and they can tap into it. it's the same with the Akashic records. Um, they would uh have this access, they would need to connect with God through a priest. They wouldn't, like, someone actually told me that, um that the reason confession, like, confession was a man made invented by you know, I have priest, heard this, yes, <laughs> yeah, priests are basically in the village wanted to know who is stealing, you know, gossip, but also who's stealing from their garden and stuff. So they, you know, created this confession, right? And so we cons- we're we so consumed, we're so invested in it, like my life will fall apart unless I have my whatever monthly or however often you go, right? And in the meantime, you can just sit with yourself, whether it's with a rosary, whether you address God or angels or your higher self and just say, wow, I stepped up there. That wasn't okay, you know, and I feel terrible about it and just surrendered that to spirit. Oh my god, the love you would feel directly. And you know it is because I feel like when I work with clients, I feel sometimes like I wonder if they're getting it as intense as I am, because I am I know that feeling of love, that euphoric feeling, and like I wonder if it's like filtered through me and they're just getting the second hand because oh my god, this feels so amazing. Like how would you not want to – sometimes I'm in meditation in the morning usually and, Joe, it's so funny because I get to this beautiful state where I'm like, oh, but I'm going to have to go now and I just want to stay. <laughs> I know I'm going to yes. go in and get my kids ready for school, but it's just so beautiful. You don't want to drop out of it. No. You don't want to drop
1: out of it because you just – it's like a high. It's the most natural high available and I can totally resonate with that feeling because I've been in meditations where – you know, I might may, may have been in like a class environment or something, and they're like, "Okay, come back, wiggle your feet." I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't want to go back."
0: <laughs> yes, so I totally so resonate with that. Um and what a spirit but- say, you're always tapped in, you're always connected. You don't actually have to. When you realize and you learn how to um, hold this energy or how to tap in when you need it, and just kind of turn on the tap and like, I need more of this now. Um, you don't have to take yourself into a 40 or an hour long meditation, right? It's just, this is what you do to show you the difference between the noise, the chaos and what happens when we go within, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. And that's not to say that'll happen straight away. It is a muscle and we do need to develop it to be able to get those feelings, but it doesn't take long. You could be in probably your third meditation ever and just, you have really dropped in and just have that amazing experience and once you've had it once you just like and you know that it's available to you um you know it, it makes the next meditation easier because it feels good That's um so good. That but feeling,
0: yeah it's so good that feeling i love um so you mentioned um joe that you do women's circles you facilitate them so is this around mediumship as well like you connect these women to their loved ones or is it more around healing or storytelling it's more
1: about holding space for women to reconnect with themselves it is i like to think of it as simply taking an hour or two hours out of their week where they get to actually just sit with themselves um so generally i'll i'll do a grounding uh, meditation or humming or something to, to kind of bring people back to themselves, remind them to kind of remove all the layers that we wear. So, you know, mum, career, you know, daughter, um, all those hats that we wear and strip them off and just be, you know, their pure soul essence in this space. So I wouldn't say that my the circles I facilitate are out of this world, witchy or, um super woo woo (laughs) it's simply about just holding space for women to really come back to themselves in a really kind of um just a really grounded way is is how I'd like to describe it I do like to make the space look beautiful because I feel like the women that come to these circles are worthy to sit in a beautiful space a beautiful calm space it's not necessary but I just like to create that kind of space and to give them permission to be heard is a huge one um the amount of women that I've had come to circles that uh, apologize for talking it's like you've got the floor like this is your time to talk please don't apologize for taking up space in this circle that's Mm -hmm. what it's for and that's really hard sometimes it can be really hard when people have been made to feel like they talk too much or they're they're, they're not worth hearing and it. I love being able to provide space for women to do that and for them to understand that, you know, um, perhaps the other people just aren't ready to hear them talk. They are entitled to talk and I, I think that's probably one of the main themes that comes up in circle. Um, what else do we do? So, yeah, I do a grounding meditation. We do... Um, we welcome, I welcome everyone to the circle, introduce everyone. And there's usually a theme of some sort. So whether it's uh, about manifesting or removing what no longer serves us or there's always some kind of theme that I instill into it. Um, I generally like to work with the moon, so new moons and full moons because of the, the energy around those and particularly being a women's circle and our association with the moon or our cycles with the moon uh and it's just so fulfilling because when I see women consistently attend circle and it's not to say that you need to you know just going to one whenever you can is great but when I've seen women consistently attend I just see their lives start to change for the better it's like it's amazing and they probably don't see it but me as a bystander like seeing what's changing for them week for week and how their perspectives are changing and how they're standing in their own power and and reclaiming their voice and putting in boundaries and whether it's the power of the circle or the power of the person I'm not sure maybe it's a combination of both it's amazing and it's so beautiful and I'm just so um I'm so privileged to see that happen for people and what that process of really connecting in with ourselves for two hours a fortnight can do to change people's lives it is just amazing there needs to be more women's circles
0: <laughs> yeah and oh see where I live we're lucky there's um there's a lot of spiritual sessions whatever you need but um like you said you know with the monthly or you know weekly um you know some hold those circles um more more frequently why wouldn't you want to attend you know it's like maybe out of your crazy busy month this is that one day where you can just surrender all of that right and just do it just for you not with any expectation not because you need to you know but just for yourself just to go and And I love that you said, um, Joe, that you are comfortable with holding the space for women who feel like nowhere else they can take up the space and speak, which because I feel like when we don't feel heard, it builds frustration, which then comes out in anger. A lot of men, right? Go usually there. Um, I really love that you do that. And I love the mediumship. And but, I would love to hear about the equine um, readings that you do because that's something that fascinates me as well. All your everything that you do, but I have not met anyone who does does that. So could you please share how how, how do you facilitate course. that?
1: So it is my favorite offering because I've I've grown up with horses. My parents bred um, and still do breed miniature ponies. And I was very much um, a pony club kid. And, yeah, I've I've been around horses my whole life and had horses of my own up until um, two years ago when I lost my most recent lad. And I've always felt connected to my horses. Um, I... uh, (laughs) <laughs> this might resonate for a lot of people that went through like the pony club and competition scene when they were younger and it was very much about winning ribbons and being the best and it kind of missed the connection with the horse. It was always about the rider. You never see the horse on the podium. It was always about the rider and you must be such a good rider. And um, and I, I was all – I just – didn't love pony club, and I remember saying to my parents on a number of occasions, "I don't want to do pony club. I just want to go on trail rides. That's what I want to do." And um, because my two sisters, one older and one younger, they went to pony club. Mum and dad would be like, "No, you go on a pony club with page fees. You go on a pony club." So that's what I did. But I didn't like. I loved it. I loved going, like flying around across country, course over jumps and things like that. But I just liked being with my horse. And one of my favorite activities with my horses was just giving them a wash <laughs> and that's not, that's not uh, uh, it's not anything out of this world. Like it's not uh, winning ribbons or anything. It was just giving them a wash and connecting with them and um, spending time in their space. And there was something in that. So as I got older, I was um, a spirit by giving me the two most recent horses that I did have led me to a particular adjustment property, which led me to a particular trainer. And his name is Manolo Mendez, and he's, he's Spanish and he is, I don't know if he'd admit it, but he's incredibly intuitive. And I feel like horses pick up on his presence and he picks up on theirs. And there's more to his training style, which is all about connection and correct posture and, um, he's just his view on working with horses is very different to what i was brought up with um and it was more so about feel and being able to read the horse and so that different kind of training style kind of led me to being more patient just being aware of the horse's energy all these things that i didn't really i wasn't really aware of at the time, but makes sense now doing the work that I do. So those incredible connections with horses over the years were beautiful, but the most, the strongest connection was with Freddie and he was my most recent gentleman uh, that I, horse (laughs) gentleman that I had. um, And he, when he passed was like I mentioned earlier, when I, I went to see a medium to see what had happened. And since then and since doing the course, what I see so much in the equestrian field is people go out and they ride their horses and there's no connection. They'll jump on any horse and be like, I can ride at anything and I can, you know, I can whip any horse into shape. Uh, it doesn't sit well with me. And I just having had this beautiful connection with Freddie, I would just like more people to have that and realize that it's not about all about ribbons and winning, um, winning prizes and being on the podium, but that beautiful connection you have with your your horse that they trust you that you know you could take them to any environment and you can trust each other to take care of each other, and that's what I felt with Freddie. Freddie, even though he wasn't. Um, he wasn't handled. Like um, he had little, little handling is what I'm trying to say. And he was what they call bro- green broken, so or um, well green under saddle. So he hadn't long um, been started, so you could ride him. And I trusted him so much that I was riding him when I was up to 20 weeks pregnant, which is actually when I lost him. But I trusted him so much and I knew that he trusted me, even though he was was a bit of a scaredy cat. (laughs) But he would always look to me for guidance. We had this really beautiful connection. So with the equine readings, my hope is that I can provide another layer to the relationship that people have with their horses. And in a reading, uh, I do them written and they are very – they're just – they're, they're, it's such a sacred practice practice to me because I, it it's just so special. So I set up an altar that has a candle for each of my horses um, that have passed. A candle lit for each of them, and I call them in kind of to help me get a connection with whoever is requesting the reading with their horse. And uh, when you book an equine reading with me, I, I love ask
0: that they're part of your guide team. Your yeah. horses, too.
1: yeah they've all taught me very valuable lessons so it's almost um, paying tribute and, and being very grateful for each and every one of them on my on my journey and I ask people who book a reading to send me a piece an item or a piece of tack so being a saddle or a bridle or anything like that that belongs to that horse and specifically has that horse's energy and I use that to um to connect in with and I always ask that it not have the horse in the picture because I often try to pick up the colour and um, the colour and the looks of the horse horse. in the reading as well. And, um, yeah, so I I set up my little altar with the candles for my horses and I'll sit um, on the floor in this room that I'm in now and I will – have the lights down really dim and it's very different to the readings I do for psychic and mediumship. It's, it, I go much deeper with this and, um, yeah, I just bring through like all this information about what this horse w- would like their owner to know. And it could be from, you know, their, their living circumstances or to pain points in their body or blockages. Um, it could be. I've had horses, like, come through with messages about where their owner is at and what they've picked up from their owner, which has been really interesting.
0: Um, so amazing. And and so then when you share this then with the person that you're reading for, do they say, oh, that makes sense? Or I was thinking, you know, thanks for validating that. Like, do you get feedback, I guess is what I'm saying, so that you know how that
1: works. Yeah, I do. I do get feedback because it's very hard to – I have to assume all the information that drops in for me is correct. Because and you're sending it via email. So
0: you don't have even the person that you're reading for their energy on screen. Yeah,
1: on. So I don't have any feedback to work off. So I have to assume everything that comes through is, is correct. And that's probably the best way to work with spirit. Um, because when you start questioning yourself or start doubting yourself, that's where the wheels tend to fall off. So you have to trust everything that comes through, but yes, I do get feedback and it's always really beautiful. And, um you know for some horses i've been able to uncover things for their for their owner that you know they they haven't considered or they've been like yeah there is an issue there i just can't pinpoint what pardon me what it is and um or even to um just validating the environment that these horses show me that they're in uh and who they're close to and who they like spending time with and what they kind of expect from their human as well um, and what they enjoy. And it's it's a really um, – it's a practice that I get so much and I'm very humbled to be able to offer that to people.
0: And it sounds like such a deep and thorough reading. Um, Joe, I'm being mindful of your time. I could talk to you, like, with so many <laughs> – Yes, but sometimes, you know, it's someone and you're like, oh, my God, we could talk forever. But I'm being mindful of your time as well. But I do want to give you the opportunity to share with us anything that you wished I would asked, but I didn't ask because I don't know that I need to ask this. Is there anything that you wanted to share?
1: Oh, let me think. It's probably not a question that I'd like you to ask or anything like that, but it's more so just for anyone listening to give them permission to go a little deeper, to seek out, you know, whether it's a sound healing or a circle or anything that gives them a bit of time to themselves, whether it's just, like you said, 10 minutes <laughs> to go just chill out in the bathroom away from the family. I think it's just giving everyone that's listening permission to make time for themselves because I feel like we don't often, even when we're sick, we're still trying to go, 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 go and not even make time for our body to to speak to us um, about what it needs at that point. So if I can give anyone anything from today, it would be, permission to make time for yourself
0: that is beautiful and i will make sure to link uh to put the links to you so that everyone can go and find you joe because your instagram account is beautiful it is so serene it's very much like your energy here i i feel myself just melting into my chair and just going like and, and you know what time i have i, know, I mean time has flown you know because we can see it but i was like i feel like we just started chatting so that is definitely reflected on your Instagram, which I love. Anytime time when, um, I think your account is the kind of account in time when you're having a bad day or something, you just go to Joe's and you know you can see it. It's just beautiful. Um, Joe, I've asked you at the beginning whether you would have something to share for us at the end, and you've chosen a card. So I did. Sure.
1: So I I have pulled a card from. healing waters oracle by rebecca campbell and it is the most beautiful card uh there's this beautiful lady that is just really connected into her heart space and her womb space in this beautiful garden surrounded by roses and and this water portal above her and she's just completely at peace and the card is the sacred well replenishment, self-care giving it from a place of plenty and I feel like that is so fitting in terms of what I just mentioned about making time for yourself, giving from a place of plenty and I just feel like on the back of Christmas and New year's and and all of these things that are so much energy goes into that is and coming into, you know, we'll be coming into the Chinese New Year as in the Australian oh, yeah. astrology New Year um, when this episode drops. That um, it's so important to go to go inward and spend time with ourselves and make sure that we're nurturing and tending to our own garden.
0: That's so beautiful. The synchronicity is just amazing. Jay, thank you so much for sharing uh, your gifts with us. Your story. Um that's what I love about storytelling. Um I mean, I know it's your life, but for us it was just this beautiful journey and the obstacles and what you had to overcome and you did, and that's why you are now um here to be of service, I guess, for others, helping others. And I really, really appreciate you and your time. So thank you. Thank you for coming.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone wants to connect with me or want some guidance on you know their next steps or little bits and pieces like that, I'm so happy to have a chat on Instagram by a DM or anything like that because if I have inspired you inspired you in any way Um, I would love to hear it and I'd love to be part of anyone else's journey as well.
0: I was going to ask, do you prefer in person or zoom or like for sessions? Like if someone's not near you, can they still book in a session with you? Yes, I do both
1: in, um, in person and, and online. So I often do, um, readings for people internationally as well. So America, um, predominantly um there's a few readings that come through for there so um yeah space um distance is not a boundary
0: (laughs) yes amazing amazing I think I had it in my head stuck that lady that did um readings for your mother-in-law who would only you know do them in person, or you know, till lockdowns happened. But this is the beauty of Zoom, and our, our understanding of you know, energy and spirit doesn't know space and time. Really, doesn't doesn't abide by these rules. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, beautiful Jo. I hope we can connect with you again. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, tuning in, and I will be with you next week. beautiful light beam I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode now before you turn off your podcasting device I just wanted to quickly hop in here and ask you for a little favor if you really enjoyed this episode if you enjoy these episodes this podcast please consider sharing it with someone who you think might benefit from it also I would be so, so grateful. It would help me immensely in getting the word out, reaching more people who are perhaps trying to navigate through their own awakening. And if you haven't yet, please consider leaving a review and sharing your thoughts, sharing how this podcast helps you or what you have learned or anything that you think would be helpful to a new listener thank you so much I really really am so grateful for you